the commandeered sheriff's cruiser at headquarters to find its way home, and I drove back in Lindsay's old white Honda Prelude. I flipped the radio over to AM, where all the news stations were reporting on the shooting of Sheriff Peralta, just hours after he was sworn in. One newscaster called it an assassination attempt. Critical condition was repeated over and over. Then the station cut to a commercial for Waterworks, a chain of waterbed stores that had somehow survived the 1970s. I felt like an ice spike was lodged in my stomach. The horrid 1980s Tower of Good Sam appeared. It looked like a spaceship from a low-budget science fiction movie. Outside, the TV satellite trucks were stacked into the parking lot and spilling out onto 12th Street. Four reporters, spaced apart like saplings with a wardrobe allowance, were doing live feeds. Inside, cops guarded entrances, patrolled hallways, and stood around looking bored and fingering their gun belts. After being challenged a half-dozen times, I finally returned to the little waiting room where I'd left Lindsay and Sharon. All I wanted was for Peralta to be okay. He wasn't. He was in a coma. I sat on a too-comfortable chair as Sharon— now flanked by her daughters, told me what they knew. Two bullets hit Peralta. One entered his back, missed the spine and aorta by no more than an inch, then blew out his chest, fracturing a rib. The second round hit the top of his head. The bullet fragmented, although most of it didn't enter his skull. His hard old head, Sharon laughed and sniffled. Whether that was lucky enough, nobody knew. They did some exploratory surgery. They did a CAT scan. The chief of neurosurgery was called in, along with a half-dozen other specialists from around the city. All they could say was that his brain had been shocked, was under pressure from swelling, and it would take time to know how serious his condition was. Then, feeling foggy and for the first time sore from where Peralta fell on me, I followed Sharon and Lindsay past more deputies to the ICU. They don't know anything, Sharon whispered vehemently, running a hand through her dark hair. The doctors? The police, she said. They didn't make any arrests, I demanded. No suspects, no motive, Lindsay said. How could somebody escape from a room with a thousand cops in it? Sharon said, one set of detectives was asking questions about whether it was a hate crime. He's the first Latino sheriff here. Another bunch asked if it could have been a random shooting, that he wasn't the target. Nobody has any answers. I thought of all the enemies Peralta must have made in his long law enforcement career. Drug dealers, skinheads, the Mexican mafia, the bloods and crips, assorted killers and big-time con artists. I kept it to myself. Then I was looking through a window at the sheriff. Only his hand was recognizable, that meaty brown fist with the wedding band still on the ring finger. It still looked formidable. Everything else before us was a mound of gown, covers, tubes, electrodes, monitors, meters, and elaborately joined plastic bags with what looked like whole blood and some kind of IV solution. I felt sick and unreal. I put my arms around Sharon and Lindsay, and we just stood there a long time, saying nothing.
A nurse in green scrubs came in and fiddled with some kind of electronic device on the IV line. Finally, Sharon said what we had all been thinking. I thought he was indestructible. There was nothing to do but sit and wait. We were on hospital time now, something marked by the comings and goings of people in white lab coats and green scrubs, by the traffic of metal carts holding medicine, linens, trays of hospital food, by snippets of TV shows overheard from open rooms, by the occasional scream or cry for help that escapes the carefully orchestrated calm. I had waited like this when my grandparents died. They had raised me after my parents had been lost in a light plane crash when I was a baby. I had imagined the wait they had for word on their son and daughter-in-law, off to Colorado in a fragile little Cessna. I had no memory of my parents. And yet I-